Hello, everyone, and welcome to the True North Racing Podcast brought to you by Jomo Media Promotions. I'm your host, John Morrison. This week's guest comes to us from Kitchener, Ontario, and is a rookie in the Young Drivers Canadian Vintage Modifieds. Driver the number 07 Ford, it's Michael Kenny. Michael will join us this week and talk to us about how he got into racing, why he got into racing, his worst night at the track, his best night at the track, and so much more. Michael will also answer your fan questions submitted by you guys. Man, some of them were really good. I enjoyed them. So sit back, relax, and let's go racing. But you know what? Just before we do, we're going to have a quick word from our presenting sponsor, Jomo Media and Promotions. All right, everyone. Just before we jump into this week's episode, I want to talk to you about our presenting sponsor, Jomo Media and Promotions. Jomo Media provides race-ready promotions to bring you and your team to the next level. We provide weekly updates as well as providing off-season, mid-season, end-of-year write-ups for your team. On top of the write-ups, we have photo and video opportunities as well. For more information, contact us at jomopromos at gmail.com. That's J-O-M-O-Promos at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and follow us at Jomo Media. All right, everybody. Right now, we have the driver of the 07 Canadian Vintage Modified. Michael Kenny has joined us today. Michael, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. How's your offseason going? It's been going. It's been kind of slow, but we're doing pretty good. Yeah, you getting the car. Is the car all ready or is it just about there? Or what, what, what point are you at in your offseason for we're it to be race ready? We're just about ready. We have to throw a couple new parts into it, and that's about it. Yeah, you had a kind of a little bit of a rough 2020. Uh, jumping out with the CVMs to start with, like jumping out of practice, you had. Uh, well, let's talk. Let's talk about your first race up at Varney, where you had oil being dumped out. What what yeah. ended up being the cause of that? Uh, the first race at Varney was in the mini stock, and yep. uh, the oil line kept on coming undone. That uh, the oil cooler line, pretty much. Yep. It kept on coming undone out of the block, and it messed up our whole night yeah that wasn't a whole lot of fun i was with you for that race and that was the comments yeah. we were making were fun which we cannot talk about here <laughs> but i do have videos of it we have pictures of it so that will live on forever hopefully none yeah. of those uh no, hopefully none of those make it to to air which would uh be very good <laughs> yeah it would question a lot of things um but overall, that was that was a yeah. You turned some solid lots before really, it all went downhill. I did. We were we were doing pretty good. We would have been in the top four probably with what we were doing. Yep. We didn't have the proper gearing. I don't think or the proper tires set up for Varney, but it was worth a try and it was a fun track to do. Yeah, Varney is really a, uh, a fun track to go to. It's uh, so for anyone who who hasn't listened before. Varney is located uh, just north of Mount Forest here in Ontario, Canada, and it is a quarter mile. Uh, yeah, quarter mile. Qu- quarter mile high banked oval. Like it is, <laughs> it is unreal. Almost like it, they almost stop like in the middle of three and four to actually make that turn. Pretty pretty much. When, yeah. when you when you watch them, it's it's just like they kind of like sail it in there and then and then make that left to go to finish off the to come down the front stretch. Uh, beautiful view though there. When you're up in the grandstand, you got the racetrack right there. Then you got the beautiful scenery behind it. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, it's a really nice track to be. Yeah. So 
And then obviously your twenty, and then obviously your CVMs. You came out and played what three times, two, three times. Uh, we were out three times, I believe. Yeah. And uh, so, what happened? What what did. happened the first practice? Like, I ended up making out to a practice session, and what kind of went went up there? I was uh, I was standing over in turn four, and then just. The first practice we ever went out with the vintage, we had a oil leak coming from the timing chain gasket. Okay. My guess is the gasket didn't seal properly or there was no gasket when we replaced it. But uh, that's what caused us not to finish practice that day with the okay. oil leak. Didn't want to race blowing up the motor or whatever. Yeah. And then you got it fixed and were able to make it out for the June 20th race, which was live on GeForce TV. Correct. And then yeah. we had starter issues that we can do. So did you guys, was it just a starter? Was it a, what, what ended up being the cause there? It was the starter that went into it I, from the oil leak, throwing oil all over the starter. So it okay. screwed up the starter. And then we uh, went out and we got another one from Mike Pod. Mike Pod lent us a starter. No, not Mike Pod. Uh, John Wright lent us a starter yep. for the car. And uh, Mike Pod helped us install it and everything. But um, it was still leaking oil that night, too. So we didn't okay. want to risk race. We did a couple laps and came off. Didn't want to risk re- risking it again. Yep. Or throwing oil all over the track and having people go in the walls. Yeah. So you obviously you ended up starting both the twin 40s just to get that kind of start and park money. But right. Because you then, didn't want to risk um, hurting anyone else on the track. Correct. Yeah. And then the next race you came out was, I want to say it was September. Uh, I think you missed the July 25th race, did you not? Yes, I missed the July 21, and I did the September one. So I only did two this year. Yeah. And I, yeah, so I did the September one, and that that was an eventful one. <laughs> so what happened, so in, was it in practice when you, uh, uh, so what what broke, going, like, so did something break going into, into one going and two there? Going into Going into turn one two, uh, I, when I hit the brakes, the brake line blew apart. Okay. So uh, I guess that didn't stop me quick enough, and it put me in the wall. Just not hard enough where it wasn't so bad. It bent um, the front portion bar, and it bent the bit of the axle yeah. when I went in. And screwed a tire and rim, obviously. Yeah. It wasn't too hard of a hit, but it was hard enough to really almost end your day. It, or did yeah, you get it, it fixed? We got it fixed, thanks to the all of the vintage club, actually. They were all helpful getting it fixed, lending, yeah. lending parts and everything. We got it fixed, and we had it back out. But uh, about lap 10, I want to say it was lap 10, and I noticed there was a lot of shaking in the wheel. Yep. So I came off, and then when I came off, the crew noticed the, the whole front axle was shifting back and forth when it was on the track. Oh, wow. So it was the bolts and everything were coming loose on it, I guess. And so we decided to park it instead of having that come apart on the track. Yeah. So have you gotten those out? Have you gone out and gotten those parts fixed? As of right now, that's all the parts that we are waiting for to get back in with uh, COVID and everything going on. We are not able to get the brake line for it. Is it because it has to come across the border or? uh, They're back order right now. Okay. So I don't know if it's coming across the border. I'm not too sure on how what's going on there. I've just been waiting for a couple months. Yeah, I'd definitely be checking in that if I were you. Uh, I have been every day. Yeah. 
All right, so let's kind of start getting into. So you've been racing for what about seven, eight years now? Uh, eight years now. Eight years. Yeah. So how did you get into racing? How did you? How did your career start? I've been around it for my whole life pretty well. I'm the fourth generation in this racing. My grandpa raced back in. Uh, I can't even know what year he raced in, but he raced back at uh, Bridgeport and Alora Speedway. Okay. And then my dad raced a challenger division at Flamborough and Barney, I want to say. And my brother did mini stocks and thunder car at uh, Flamborough and Barney. So I guess it was just part of me and I had to be the fourth generation to do it. Yeah. And so you jumped into the pure stock division to start with. Um, talk about your first car and how did that the first year go? My first year was 2013, and we had, uh, I can't remember the year of the Escort, but we had Ford Escort. I didn't do a full season. I did half a season, probably. Yep. And it, it, it went pretty well. It was a learning curve. It was, we weren't the quickest. We were always at the back, obviously. But uh, it wasn't a bad year. It, we finished 10th in points of doing a half a season. I want to no, not yeah, about 10th, I believe, in 2013 and yep. half a season. So you were just getting your feet wet, just making sure you understood what it understood took to get to, what it's under what it took to race there, eh? Pretty much, yeah, figuring out everything, learning, yeah, so seeing if I could do it. <laughs> so seven years ago, the pure stock division looks a lot different than it really like the cars really don't look different, but. Definitely, the racing style has changed in seven years. Talk, talk about that for like, how? <laughs> what, what, what's what do you notice the difference between seven years ago, eight years ago to now? Oh, definitely the speed. They're definitely going a lot quicker than they used to. Yeah, but uh, back then they had uh, they didn't just have four cylinders. They had a V six running in them too. Okay. So you're you'd be running up against a V six and a four cylinder against each other, right? But they changed that rule. I want to say twenty. 15 they changed that rule yeah. where you can't have a v6 anymore but yeah definitely the difference in the rules and everything they're definitely going a lot quicker than they used to yeah and they're putting on some really good racing as well the racing is really good it's actually really competitive too i've noticed yeah uh so kind of flash forward through your years here in pure stock like what talk about some of the uh, key races that you had racing your pure stock uh, career that has sort of defined you um 2014 probably when i started again yep we had uh, a volkswagen bug that was pretty interesting to drive it was always loose and everything but uh we had that and that taught me a lot of car control yep but we destroyed it halfway in the season and we ended up buying a malibu and we raced the malibu but 2015 is where I definitely stood out with yep. uh, getting 10 feature wins and uh, finishing second place in points. We would have had the championship if it wasn't for a few bad nights. We were, I want to say, five points out of the championship at the end of the year. Yeah. So we were close to it. Yeah, that, that's, hey, nothing wrong with that. You're, as long as you get there, like that's, it definitely sucks having a few bad nights and losing out to the championship that close in points. Uh, really, yeah, we, really on the final night. We were we were in the lead for pretty much the whole season, and then I got 
put into the wall backwards and black flagged once and that was what determined our championship yeah was that in the final race or was that leading up to the final the final race of the year that was leading up to the final race of the year okay so where did you so obviously you ran your pure stock at flambrough speedway correct correct yes yeah uh did you ever take your pure stock anywhere else to give it a try um no actually no in 2015 i did i took it up to autumn color that peterborough speedway yeah we uh and how'd you do that we didn't finish the race, but uh, we did pretty good. Like when we started near the back, because I had some issues, like setup issues, we weren't sure on the track, so I didn't really do so good in the qualifying. Yeah. So we started near the back, but I, I was running top ten by lap twenty-five when a ball joint let go in the car and the tire just disappeared pretty much on me. Oh wow! So that uh, that ended our autumn colors classic, but. It was definitely a fun time. Yeah, and since then, you've kind of gone back every year, either with a car or as a spectator, eh? Yeah, I, yeah, we've been there pretty much every year, either with a car or watching. Yeah, so this year would have been year seven, I guess, or five, or what What year number would have been this been? To go back to Autumn Colors? Yeah, to go back to Autumn Colors. This would have been year seven. No, yeah. year eight. Eight years. Okay. Going there. Yeah, I, I still haven't gone out there, and I've, I know I've been invited a couple times with you, and just timing hasn't worked out, in, or something's come up, and it's like, I can't go, I can't afford it. It's just one of those things. Yeah. It's definitely a race you don't want to miss. It's a fun, fun weekend. Yeah, I re- hopefully, hopefully in the next few years, maybe I might give it a shot. <laughs> Who knows? Don't want to upset anyone, so. Absolutely. <laughs> so after, uh, was it 2015 there? Or was it 2016 that you jumped up into, pure, into mini stocks? I jumped into mini stock in 2016. I bought a 1991 Honda Civic off of uh, Sheldon. I can't remember his last name. Balsam or something? Yeah, Sheldon Balsam. Um, we bought his old car. Yep. And we didn't do much to it. We changed, we fixed the body and put new tires and different shocks in it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't up to date, so we had to update it a little bit. Yeah. But uh, we ran it, and our first year in mini stock, it wasn't so bad. We were always in the top five. We never, we had a couple bad nights, which weren't too bad, but we've wrecked a few times. We got a one feature win in 2016 when the mini stocks, my first time in mini stocks. So we got yeah. uh, we got the Memorial Cup, one of the ones that you really want to have on your belt. Yeah, which is uh, our, our, uh, which is typically a race that is held around Labor Day weekend, correct? I believe so, yes. Yeah. So every year, Flamborough Speedway has this uh, memorial night where we um, remember all past racers of the track. And you get your name etched in on a trophy for life, correct? You do, yes. On the big memorial trophy. Yeah. So, on there. That, and you definitely probably stand out there with some uh, top mini stock drivers in, uh, currently and in, in, in past as well. Yeah, when we got that race, that win, we were uh, actually racing up against Russ Aiken. Um, there were a couple top-notch other guys in there too, like uh, Sean Taylor, I believe he was there. Um I can't remember a lot of all the other ones. It's been too long, but definitely Russ Aiken with being the K 
Champ the toughest. three years in a row. Yeah. So talk about that transition from pure stocks to mini stocks. What was the, what was the difference between the two classes for you? There's a people. Huh? There's a big difference in it. You're definitely going a lot quicker. There's more setup. You can do more to the chassis, the motors. So you're definitely playing around with a lot of stuff. And yeah. It's just and it's a little bit more competitive. Ah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with a little uh, more competitiveness in a, in a no. division, which is exactly why you kind of want to move up. You want to move up from having fun and going having fun to be more being more competitive. Yeah, yeah, you definitely want to challenge yourself more. Yeah. So, and then talk about so obviously you've been racing mini stocks then for the past four years, uh, yes. up until this year, really. Yeah, this year. And then still had it a couple times, but yeah, uh, twenty seventeen. Um, I believe was the first year or no, that was 2018. I believe it was 2017. Uh, you started getting, uh, obviously now you're, you want to race in mini stocks. You're now being more, you're now taking more notice. Did you, did you end up being coming under more fire as a competitor being like people like weren't maybe talking to you or because, because of now that you you're, you've etched your name up there. No, I, people were still talking to me. I was still having everyone come around and everything. Yeah. So throughout the years there, so what was your 2017 season like? You came off a high, obviously, of having a victory. Yes. What was your 2017 uh, season like? Uh, 2017 kind of went downhill. I can't remember where we finished. Oh, 27, I actually got the trophy right there. I don't even know what place it was. I think it was <laughs> fifth. I want to say we finished fifth in points. Yeah. And it wasn't the best year. We got involved in pretty much every wreck that was on the track. Yeah. And that cost a lot. Like, we had one night where we had the whole frame and everything had to get pulled back. Yeah. It it was decent, but it wasn't like it was back in 2016. Yeah. So then... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's okay. (laughs) So, so obviously, like you, you being still successful, uh, despite having such a rough year, it, it it probably gave you a really mixed feeling going into the off season. Then it did. It really did. Yeah, we when we went into the off season, we were like, okay, we gotta focus and rebuild the car completely. Yeah. So I ended up sending the car out to get rebuilt because I didn't have much time to do it with working and everything. Yeah. So we sent it out, and it turns out I ended up selling the car when I sent it out, and I ended up buying the former Andy Camrath car for 2018. I didn't buy it from Andy Camrath. I bought it from uh, someone totally different. But I was, I was hoping it would be a good car and everything. It didn't turn out to be a bad car, other than 2018 definitely didn't go the way you wanted. But No. We had some issues in 2018 as well. It was a, definitely a downhill spiral too. We had overheating issues. We had, I uh, believe, we even had a motor go in 2018 too. Yeah, I think so too. Because that's when we met. It was, we met in 2018 there through hey, Chris we, Pendleberry. Yes. And, and of course, yeah, yeah. Because I was working with RJ Croto at the time, and yeah. kind of him and Chris worked together. I believe it was. So they got kind of linked up, and then you and Chris were teammates for 2018. Correct. 
so kind of talk about having a teammate, even though he raced in a different division. What did it help you? Did it hinder you? What did you think of it? It was definitely a lot, a little bit harder. Like I didn't mind having a teammate. Like you always have someone there helping you when you have a teammate, right? Yeah. But it was a lot harder when you had to focus on two cars. So like if you missed one thing on his car or you missed one thing on your car, it could screw up your whole night. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, you had everyone there when you needed it. It was pretty good. That's good. I would, I wouldn't do teammates again. I, it's too hard to focus on too many cars. Yeah, I, I definitely know that feeling. So, I think it was near the end of 2018 is when <laughs> you kind of pulled out of uh, the deal with um, Chris, and then RJ and I started helping out you guys, and I think it was 2018. And I believe so, yeah. Yeah, because we had the... We, um, so that was kind of uh, it was kind of <laughs> you kind of slid from one teammate to another there. What I was that? Fully, I didn't fully slide away. No, no, no. I just, I was, that's not what I was meaning. But in 2018, I ended up leaving Flamborough. Yep. I didn't run a full season there. I ended up going up to Barn Barney Full Throttle yep. Motor Speedway. I ended up running up there for a couple nights. So it was really hard to be teammates with Chris when he was running Flambro full time. Yeah. We still talked back and forth. Like we still asked how each other's notices and we still set back and forth uh, setups and helped each other out still that way. Yep. And uh, yes. And then we helped RJ. RJ, uh, he blew his motor in his Thunder car, his super stock, I guess it was. I guess that's what they I'm call it now. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, 2018. Because we had the. Um... The T-Bird, because we got the T-Bird yeah. in twenty in the winter of 2017. Did a yeah. bunch of work on it throughout the winter to make sure it was race-ready in 2018. And four or five motor. races in, motor just Decided let go, go on us. And as so, those uh, some, sometimes those things aren't uh, uh, happen, and it, it just ends yeah. up sucking. So we ended up buying uh, Pure Stock, actually, yep. in 2018 as well. And that was a, a Sunfire. It wasn't very quick, but it was a lot of fun to drive. And I, I remember racing it at Barney and coming off every race with a flat tire. I don't know how it always happened, but it always did. And uh, we took it to Flamborough, I want to say, for the Gold Rush they had. Yep. And uh, I was running the Gold Rush, and I picked up the B-Main one. Yep. Win it. Which, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it that day. I can't remember why, but I know I couldn't re- make it to the to the Gold Rush day. Uh, we yeah, did. I remember. The, it was the Sorry. day right after Full Throttle. It was a Saturday and then a Sunday. Yeah, because I think I had my kids that weekend, so I couldn't. I wasn't. I wasn't able to. I could do one show, or I could do the other, but I couldn't do both, unfortunately. Um, which even that day was still fun uh, up at Varney. Uh, I think we had a uh, wheel bearing go on us. We did, yeah. Wheel bearing blew apart, and Clinton Urbanak lent us one actually, and we yeah. got it back together for the next race. Yeah, that actually, was a pain was, in the butt back too. Together, was back together by intermission. Yeah, and uh, Gord actually let us take it on the track to make sure it was going to hold up still. But yeah, the wheel the wheel bearing decided to let go. Yeah, that was the, <laughs> that was not a that was still fun. I had that was one of the best days I had on a track. Was going up to Varney that day with y'all. And unfortunately, it, it 
ended the way it did, but we it was still more fun than I had previously going to Flamborough. With having that car, having a bad night was still a fun night because you had less stress on you because you weren't so worried about how much money you had into it. Yeah. Because it wasn't an expensive car to run. No. So we didn't really bother with it. But when we're running the mini stock or having super stock out, it was more stressful worrying about it blowing up or worrying about getting damaged because you're worrying about the money that it costs to fix them. Yeah, exactly. So, and then 2019, your your mini stock year, it, let's just say it started off with a bang and not in a good way. Oh, definitely not in a good way. It no. was a painful way. Yeah. Uh, talk talk about I, that. What what happened there? I don't even know what happened because all I remember is it going sideways and I tried correcting it and then it all of a sudden kicked me out and sent me the other way. Yeah. And I saw the wall coming. And before I saw the wall, I actually saw Sean Taylor. And I thought, oh, great, I'm going to go right into him. But he ended up getting out of the way in time. But the wall came closer. So when I saw the wall, I I let go. I didn't even let go of the steering wheel. That's the stupid part about it. Yeah. I closed my eyes. <laughs> and then I went in. And it, that's all I really remember. And then I remember... After I hit the wall, I looked up and there was smoke, so I shut. The car was still running, for some reason. I don't know why it was still running, but I guess it didn't shut off by itself. So I shut it off, and I just, I couldn't. My shoulder was killing me and everything. I got under my own power. Yeah. But uh, it was definitely a painful, painful bang in, yeah. into the season. So to kind of recap for all our listeners who don't who ha- who haven't seen this. Uh, right at the start, six laps into the first feature of 2019, Michael came out of turn two, uh, was on the gas. He got loose, got squirrely, and nosed it right into the outside wall. Uh, uh, to fa- pretty much right at the end of the uh, the pit grandstands. So if you if anyone who listens know exactly how Flamborough Speedway is laid out, the pit grandstands. The end, and then he hit that part of the wall, um, where right at the right where uh, on the other side of the fence, obviously, is where the pit grandstand ends. Um, and he you you did a half a spin, I believe, because the car was facing the inside of the track after your hit. Yeah. I'm actually looking at pictures of it right now on my wall. Yeah. Um, oh, so you have pictures I, up on your wall there? I do actually. Yeah, it reminds me of that night every time. When I uh, so when I went in, the front end lifted up the wall, so it was basically on top of the front end was basically on top of the wall, pretty much. Yeah, I was about maybe a foot off, uh, pretty more, more than a foot probably, and it climbed up and then it spun around and it hit the rear back end into the wall as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, it it definitely did some damage and. Yeah, because I I I can't remember where exactly I was, but I know I was at the track. And I ran my ass off to get to you to hear to make sure that you're okay. Because obviously in mini stock, you don't have two-way radio. So, yeah. you know, you and I worked on the car a lot throughout the winter time. Ended up going up to the shop together a lot to work on it, make sure everything was good. To have it done, to have it end like that six, you know, six yeah, six it, laps into the first feature of the year. It's just like, it please, be, please be okay. It was disappointing. We, uh, a lot of the whole crew threw a lot of work into that car over the winter. Yeah, it, it was really good looking. Like 
It was and fast. It was good. Yeah, it was quick. We had it at practice, and it was really quick at practice, and it was handling amazing. And then that night, I just decided that I didn't want to race that night. And unfortunately, when I went in, I was wide open on the throttle too. So the throttle was yeah. wide open when I when I hit the wall, and I think that's what did it worse. Very likely. And then that's when kind of you and I ended up stopping. I just I didn't have any drive in me anymore to go back to the track after that. That was just you you yeah. knew you knew beforehand I wasn't really feeling like feeling it at the track. And that kind of just did it in for me at that point. But uh, luckily at actually that off season you and I kind of reconnected a little bit. And so so I, so before we before we flash forward here, talk about the rest of your twenty nineteen after you got the car back together. You took about two months off there to get your car back together it was about two to three months to get it back yeah. together it took a while to find parts for a 91 civic yeah and it took a while to straighten the frame the frame was actually pushed over about a foot i want to say and the front tires were pushed back about two inches yeah so it, it took a while to get it back but um it came back and it came back it, when we actually got it back it was uh perfect it was back to factory street everything was perfect and it was perfectly straight and lined up and we came back out I can't remember where we took it I think we took it up to full throttle and when I took it out it started having the oil pressure dropped so we thought it was the oil pump we replaced the oil pump and put thicker oil in it but that didn't work either the oil pressure kept on dropping and everything and then we real we did a compression test on the motor and we realized we dropped number two cylinder, I want to say. Yeah, number two cylinder dropped. Yeah. So we, we had to replace the motor. Luckily, the head was still good. So we used the head that was on the car. And we replaced the bottom end. And it came back out. But it didn't run the same. Yeah. For some reason, it, it, it was still good. And then I decided to sell it over in November. I believe I sold it. Yeah, I think it was at the end of uh, about mid, mid middle of November when you sold it. Yeah, and uh, the new owner actually loves it. He's doing great in the car. He sends me videos every time of it. Um, he, <laughs> he had runs it out, it out of Peterborough, uh, correct? Correct. He had it out for Peterborough's races, and he finished in the top five. I want to say. Yeah. So it, it's still, it's still doing good. It's running really good still. That's good, and it still looks. I saw pictures of the car, and it looks still ex- the black and yellow. Exactly yep. how you sold it. It just a few things have now switched on but it, but overall the car the looks only, exactly the same. The only thing he changed was the number, pretty much. Yeah. Everything else is still on there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, at least he's having fun with it now. And so tell. So obviously you sold the car in 2019. Yeah. What car did you end up going to go buy? I ended up buying. Max Wright's old car is a number 7533 Ford. Yep. That uh, Jim Sweers owned before, that bright orange car. Yep. We ended up buying that one. And uh, we decided that we wanted to try a different route. And I've always wanted to run in the vintage modifieds. I grew up watching them, so I wanted to watch. I grew up watching John Carley, obviously, run them. So he's yep. the reason I got into it. And I, I just love the way the class is going and the historical of the class and the coaches and everything of them, right? Yeah. So we, we ended up buying that over, I think we picked that up 
at the beginning of December. Yep. We, we got that car and it was, it was a really nice car. We it, didn't it change much on beautiful. it. I remember the first night you picked it up or sorry, it got brought to you. It did. Cause <laughs> I was there when it got dropped off and yeah, your face was... when that back gate opened and you knew that car that was inside was yours. It was a good feeling knowing I was going to have one of those. I wish, I wish, I, I wish I knew what I knew now, or what and what I had a year ago. I would have filmed that. I would have yeah. brought cameras. I would have, I would have filmed <laughs> it, just to have multiple reactions, multiple angle shots of that car exiting the trailer and seeing your face, and then getting in the shop, getting it up on Jackson's, and you just staring at it. It's like, man, I now own a Canadian vintage modified. I believe that night I I wanted to sleep in the garage beside it, I think. No, but, you were um, going to sleep in the car. Don't lie. You were going to well, sleep in been, the car. It would have been comfier than the concrete floor. But <laughs> I was, uh, when I saw it, I just, I couldn't believe that I was actually going to own one. And now it's actually in my garage, obviously, still. Yeah. It, it's just something that you wouldn't think you'd own one day after so many years of racing you wouldn't think you'd get into the class you wanted but yeah i guess when the opportunity came i couldn't turn it down no absolutely not and you clearly got a good deal on that it's a solid car good piece yeah and obviously we talked about your 2020 year already it didn't didn't. go the way you planned but now you have a whole off season to kind of go over the car and make sure everything is mint and ready to go for the start of uh 2021 kind of going with that what are your off-season goals to learn more about the club obviously i want to learn more about the cars i haven't learned enough about them yet like when i when i was in mini stock i studied obviously i studied the cars and i studied the rule book and everything so i want to go over the rule book i've been reading the rule book actually almost every other night learning this stuff I want to learn new setups. I want to try different things with the car when I take it out in 2021. Um, basically, just learn more about the car, figure everything out, learn everything about it. And that's pretty much it. So, since Rick, since uh, Ricky Williger, sorry, is your 2020 Canadian Vintage Modifieds uh, Rookie of the Year, you are now still eligible for that title next year. And I am, yes. There are some amazing drivers in that field yeah. who are gunning for that title. Who do you think your biggest many, competition is? I don't know how many rookies we're going to have in 2021 because a lot of them ran most of the season this year. Like They ran more than four races, I believe. After everyone, everyone, besides Ricky now, everyone carries over. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because, so, because, of, the, because of the COVID season that we had, uh, okay. John had decided that um, to make it more fair, everyone besides the top rookie gets to go over for next year. So that okay. way it gives them more playing field and gives more drivers a chance at the rookie of the year title. Yeah. I think the biggest competition will be Rodney Rutherford. He he was really quick this year. I believe he's yep. a rookie. This, yeah, he was a rookie. Um, Del Lucas, he's a rookie too. And if he, if he's out this year, he'll be really quick. Yep. He was quick when he first started, but then he couldn't race anymore because of his shoulder. Yep. But, um, yeah, he will be another one. I'm not sure. I think Quinton was a rookie. Yeah, Quinton's a rookie as well. 
So he he will be a good one to watch out for too. Yep. I'm not too sure on the other ones. I can't remember them all. There's so many overseas this year, and <laughs> there there was about a dozen. I think there was about a dozen rookies this year. Or there was a there, there was a that. yeah there was like at least at least ten rookies this year. So clearly yeah. going through that like that is just unbelievable to think in a rebuild year, you're gonna have ten rookies. I don't think there was any class that has had ten rookies in one year. No, I don't think so either. Um, so kind of going into that, why did you decide now was the time? Besides, besides obviously having the right time, uh, the right deal come into play. What kind of got your mind really thinking as to I'm going to go into CVMs and compete in 2020? Well, the deal came across, obviously. And uh, yeah. John Carley actually messaged me saying, if you want to run a vintage modified, now is the time because I want to rebuild the club. So I was like, okay, I'll start looking. Like, And then he started sending me all the cars for sale. And uh, I don't know, I guess, I guess, when I sold the mini stock, I didn't really want to go back into mini stock. I wanted to try something different. Yeah. I, I ran mini stock for four years. It, it was time to try something different. And if I wasn't going to try something different, I was going to get into a real wheel drive mini stock. Yeah. I wasn't going to go with the front wheel drive anymore. I was going to learn the real wheel just in case I decided to move up. Yeah. But uh, starting to look at the prices of mini stock, they're almost the same price as a vintage modified now. So I ended up buying the vintage for a good price and I figured it was something worthwhile trying and I actually kind of liked it. It's definitely a learning curve. Yep. But yeah, it's something I've always wanted to do. So I just decided to jump into it. And that's good. So, you know what, back in March, you brought your car down to the Motorama car show and had it on display for two days out of the three due to COVID shutting it down on day three. What was the reaction like? What, what, how did you feel knowing your car was in a car show in, in Toronto of all places and you're there yeah. celebrating the, the CVMs? It was a good part being part of it, knowing that you're actually part of the club now. Um, and everyone just looking at all the cars, obviously, and looking at your car too. But yeah. uh, the, the biggest part about that was uh, getting your sponsors out there. Mm-hmm. and just getting your name out there getting that you're the rookie one of the rookies of the club yeah it was it was it was a really good feeling being at the motorama show so you spent two two days there um with with the car did you get a lot of questions about it i got a fair amount of questions yeah there was a few people asking about it about asking about the club and everything it wasn't so busy like it normally is because of COVID. Obviously, no one wanted to go. But yeah. uh, you got you got a few questions about the cars and how the club runs and everything. So I believe it was the Saturday. You ended up going to talk to someone, who ended up signing your car. Yes, uh, Grant Schwartz from Vegas Rat Rods came so, down and signed my car. Yeah, and that was that was really cool. So, kind of talk to, talk. Tell us why you decided to go get Grant to well, sign your car. What what's the story well, behind that? The story behind that is he actually came into my work where I work and bought a truck off us. Yep. 
though we I, we found out who he was from that and we knew what he did i didn't know who he was until that part happened and then we found out he worked for vegas rat rods for season four i believe it was and then uh we found out he was going to motorama so i was like you know what would be cool going down there getting a picture with grant with my car or asking him to sign it so when i went down to talk to him i asked him how he liked his truck he bought and he said he liked it and everything and he said it was really clean so that's a good thing for me but um he uh i asked him to come up and sign my car and he goes yeah yeah, i'll come up so he ended up walking up later in the afternoon yep and uh, came and signed my car and walked around. He actually walked around all the, cl- the cars at the show for the club. Yeah. And he couldn't believe on that we race these cars. <laughs> and then he, he couldn't believe the craftsmanship of my car for one and all the other cars, obviously, too. But yeah. he was mostly looking at mine. He couldn't believe the craftsmanship of it either. And uh, so I tried getting him into sponsoring me because he owns a welding shop or a fab shop out in Elmira. Yep. And uh, so he said he wasn't ready to sponsor, but if I needed anything welded up, he would come do it for me or I would bring the car to him and he would do it for me. So that's a good connection to have for sure. Yeah. So have you talked to him since about possibly sponsoring you next year? I haven't. No, because I uh, I follow him on Facebook. Like he has his uh, shop on Facebook. Yep. So he posts everything on Facebook about his shop and he's been working, but he hasn't been fully open. He's been making money, but not like... He would be. So I haven't yeah. really bugged him, but I think I'm going to message him in the new year and see what he says. Yeah. So that would be, be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be a pretty cool sponsor to have him on the game. All right. So we're going to jump into our fan question time. And this is the part of the show where our fans get to submit questions and you get to answer them for us right here, right now. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. So our first one comes from Mr. Chris Pendlebury. What is your main goal for 2021? And will you ever be back in a mini to race against him? My main goal for 2021 is to hopefully get a top five in the vintage modified and to try and get rookie of the year. Obviously that's one thing that you definitely want on your belt and in your trophy case. And Will I be back in a mini stock? There's a possibility that I might end up buying another one eventually later on down the road. But as of right now, my main focus is vintage modified for a few years at least. All right. Our second question comes from Steve Murdoch. What attracted you to the CVMs? I, uh, I watched John Carley race them since I was... I want to say five or even probably younger than that. Cause I was at the track probably when I was born and ended up going to the track. But, um, I grew up watching John Carly. And the one thing that got me really, really focused on that vintage modifieds were, uh, when he gave me a blues clues doll, I was about six years old, probably. Yeah. John used to be called blues clues, I believe. So, uh, I was watching him and I've always, grew up watching that class and I really liked that class with the historic behind it and the cars they always look cool right so I I knew that when I started racing my goal was to be in the Canadian Vintage Modifieds yeah so our next 
we have four questions coming up here and they're all from the same person. They're coming from Instagram and they're from at underscore, uh, I believe it's Kate or Kat. Don't, I know it's Kaylin Wallace though. I know who that is. <laughs> oh, I know you do. So the first question, the first, the one of the first of four, who's your favorite person to race against? To race against? Yeah. There's a few of them, actually. I don't mind racing against Caitlin, for obviously, for one. She was always, uh, her and I had our incidents back in 2016. 16, her and I had our incidents when she started racing. Yep. We, every time I ended up in a crash, she ended up in the crash with me. But um, she would be one. Sean Taylor would be one. And uh, there's a few more, but off the top of my tongue, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. So our next qu- second question submitted by her is your worst wreck. My worst wreck would be the one that we talked about in 2019. Yep. That's the one that put me in the hospital for five hours. And that's the one that actually really, really shook me up about being back out on the track and everything. Yeah. And then our third question is your favorite race ever. My favorite race ever? Yep. It was probably when I won the Memorial Cup. That was that was one that I can never forget out of my head. I wish there was video of that one, but that's the one that's been stuck in my head forever. And the, the one after that would be my very first ever pure stock win. And that was... May 4th, 2015. I remember that date off the top of my head because that's the very first race I ever won. Yeah. Our fourth question is, is who kept you racing all these years? Um, well, there's a few people that have kept me racing in all these years. My dad won. He's the one that's been, he's pushed me a lot. But uh, it's in my family, obviously. Yeah, but uh, also her, Caitlin, actually pushed me a lot to continue racing because I, after a few of my wrecks, I shook me up and she's constantly kept me in the car. But uh, my dad also kept me in the car a lot too. So between my family, my dad, and Caitlin, those are, those are some good people. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Our last question. This is kind of the last second question here, and it's going to be thrown in by me. <laughs> what is your worst go-kart wreck? Oh. <laughs> There's a few of those, but uh, the, the worst one has to be when you were sideways. This is at 401 Indy. When you went sideways, because you all of a sudden you ended up breaking and ended up turning, and I was going for an opening that I saw, and that opening closed up by you. And I didn't get a chance to hit the brake, and I was still on the gas. So I was still wide open coming down the street. And when I hit you in the driver's side, I guess there was really no side driver's side. Yeah. Capacity, but I hit you in the side, and the back rear tire of my go-kart probably lifted a good four inches. Yeah, that was a hard, hard hit. <laughs> I don't know I don't about know you, where... but I was sore the next day. Oh, I was too. So... Yeah, because we, we went around the what the tending like almost like the starting there. And 
there was a wreck that that covered the whole whole track pretty much and i i saw an opening and i hit the brakes to turn and for some reason my foot uh for some reason i just end up locking up on the brakes i turn sideways and here comes michael just flying right into me talking about going for a hole that wasn't there yeah it's because i was going for the same hole before i was sideways (laughs) yeah but by the time i realized it was way too late yeah exactly because you and i were that was one of the race many races that we have gone where we are just nose to tail yeah the entire segment that was pretty much that was one of them where we were nose to tail you just couldn't get around me i got around you a few times Hardly. You had to use a bump and run to get around me most times. Bump and run still always works. Even <laughs> in real racing, it still works. Oh, those are always fun nights. You know, you and I need to get back out there again and go uh, have another go at it and probably get some more, uh, uh, some more racers out there as well, and maybe book it up for a couple hours and see what yeah. kind of carnage we can do. Uh, there would be a lot of carnage. There would be a lot of carnage. Depends on who you get. <laughs> we'll have to put that invite out there. Uh, come the new year or something, get a and get you know eight of us to eight to ten of us to go out there, and just sure. and give it a shot. I don't know about you, but I think that that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, it would be a fun idea, and hopefully, in the new year, we can actually have enough of us and actually go out there. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. It All would right. be. Yes. <laughs> All right, Michael, thank you for taking the time to answer all our fan questions. I hope each and every, all of our fans have enjoyed this segment. I enjoyed each week. Uh, thank you, Michael, for doing this for us. No problem. Thank you. All right, so we're going to jump back into our, the rest of our program here. We, we're almost done here, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what are your – so obviously you, you talked about your goals for 2021 there. Um, yep. Uh, answering Chris's question, but kind of do you have any other – if if a top five and rookie of the year kind of end up being out of your stretch there, what are your goals looking into uh, into our sixteen to eighteen race season next year? At least to be in the top ten. If I can't be in the top five, I want to be in the top ten, and that's the main thing is being in the top ten with all these cars. We should probably have at least twenty to twenty five cars on a regular night. So being in a top ten would still be an accomplishment. Yeah. And talking to John a couple of weeks ago, we are looks like we're going to have about 25 to 30 cars on a regular basis because we have about four or five cars being built brand new over the winter. So, yeah, I saw a few of them being built already. Yep, they're, and they're coming along really nicely. I can't wait to see them when they're once they're done. They're it's going to be awesome. It will be. Yeah. All right. So, do we have any sponsors or special thanks that you want to throw out there while while you're here? Uh, I definitely have to throw a special thanks to my dad. He puts a lot of effort into my cars in all the years I've been racing. It takes up his weekends every Saturday, obviously, and every week during the week at night in the shop. There's a lot of hours spent in those shops with these cars. Uh, So special thanks to him for sure. And uh, my sponsor that I actually have, I picked up a new one a couple weeks ago. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, I picked yeah, up a I new one for 2021. Uh, the success plan, he came on board this year. So I got to thank him for coming on. And my long-term sponsor, uh, Sharon Williams, they've been on with me for eight years now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 
this year will make their eighth year with me. And then I got uh, Clippers. Clippers Hair Salon has been with me for, this will be her second year with me. Yep. And then I have uh, Clinton Urbanac Plumbing, who's been on my car for a year. This will be his second year coming on board again. I have um, a dealer pool. Uh, they came aboard last year, and they're on board again this year for 2021. Um, uh, the handyman man came on board last year as well, and he's on board again for 2021. Uh, J Raps, he does all the graphics for the car. He's been he did it last year. He started doing it last year, and now he's doing it again this year for us. Which, by the way, your car for next year is looking on point. It Thank is going to be spectacular once it hits the track. Yeah, it's pretty much ready to go. It looks really good. Um, it's even better. Pictures don't do it justice. You have to see it in person well, for sure. Okay, so when are you going to invite me out to your house then? Well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, Kenny's painting. Yep. That, that's been on my car for eight years since I started racing. Pretty much all my cars have been painted by him, obviously, since he's the crew chief of the team. <laughs> yep. Um, I think I'm. I think I have them all, but if I don't, I have. Believe I have them all. I think that's all of them. All right. And if I miss any of them, sorry because this. Uh, nothing wrong with that. You know, you can if you for, if you forget them when the stairs. Make sure you plug them in in your uh, yeah. in, in the comments or whatever. Absolutely. So, at this time, we want to say thank you, Michael, for jumping on. It has been a pleasure talking to you for the last little bit here. Uh, it, you know what? Before we go, if you're looking for any more sponsors, where can they get a hold of you? They can reach me at uh, Kenny Racing on Facebook or Kenny Racing on Instagram. They can reach me there. Or they can reach my email at kennymotorsports07 at gmail.com. All righty. We want to thank Michael once again for jumping on this week. Michael, it has been a pleasure talking to you. We hope to uh, – we'll have to talk about soon. Hopefully come over for that car tour so I can take a look at it for next year and get some, and get some uh, club pictures for it. All right, man. You, you have yourself a great night now, eh? You too, man. Thank you All for right, man, having you. me. All right. Bye now. Bye. All right, guys. Once again, that was driver the number zero seven young drivers Canadian vintage modified. That was Michael Kenny. Uh, that wraps us up for a 2020 year, you guys. Uh, I got to start something I never thought I would. Got to start the True North Racing podcast here. I hope you guys have been enjoying it. Uh, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Jomo Media. You can also find us on. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, comment, leave us notes get a hold of me and let me know what you guys think of the show i love feedback i want to hear your feedback i want to make the show one of the best ones in canada and i can't do that without your help so let me know in the comments let me know slide into my dms let me know uh so once again i'm going to take a two-week break here for christmas i'm going to celebrate with my girlfriend and my kids we hope you guys enjoy it with whoever you guys are celebrating with your loved ones your family uh Whatever you guys celebrate, we hope you guys are doing it safely this year, guys. Stay safe. We hope to see you guys again in 2021. Our first episode in 2021 will drop Wednesday, January 6th. 
so we're gonna make sure we uh, uh there's gonna be no episodes for the two weeks so ma uh make sure you guys set those note reminders the bell reminders so when a new episode drops you guys are notified right away of it once again my name is john morrison this is the true north racing podcast brought to you by jimmo media and promotions and we will see you guys in the new year happy new year happy christmas happy holidays you guys talk to you guys next time